Welcome to Between the Lines podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Janine. And we both work at the Winkler branch of the South Central Regional Library. In this podcast, we talk about books with our own twist. We talk about just the first half and predict where it might be going. And finish reading the book and discuss the second half. There will be snark, there will be spoilers, and depending on the book, there may be references to violence, sex, or other adult topics. So if that's not for you, stop listening now. All right, let's get into this week's book. Today's selection is Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Carrie Soto is fierce and her determination to win at any cost has not made her popular. But by the time she retires from tennis, she is the best player the world has ever seen. She has shattered every record and claimed 20 Grand Slam titles. And if you ask Carrie, she is entitled to every one. She sacrificed nearly everything to become the best with her father Javier as her coach. A former champion himself, Javier has trained her since the age of two. But six years after her retirement, Carrie finds herself sitting in the stands of the 1994 U.S. Open, watching her record be taken from her by a brutal, stunning player named Nikki Chan. At 37 years old, Carrie makes the monumental decision to come out of retirement and be coached by her father for one last year in an attempt to reclaim her record. Even if the sports media says that they never liked the battle axe anyway, even if her body doesn't move as fast as it did, and even if it means swallowing her pride to train with a man she once almost opened her heart to, Bo Huntley. Like her, he has something to prove before he gives up the game forever. In spite of it all, Carrie Soto is back for one epic final season. In this riveting and unforgettable novel, Taylor Jenkins Reid tells her most vulnerable emotional story yet. Carrie Soto is a standalone novel, however, Carrie first made an appearance in Reed's previous novel, Malibu Rising. (laughs) Taylor Jenkins Reed published Carrie Soto is Back in 2022. It is the fourth and presumed final book of Reed's famous woman quartet, following The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones and the Six, and Malibu Rising. Reed stated that she intends to take an extended break before beginning her next literary project. Reed initially majored in media studies and began her career in film production and then went on to work as a casting assistant. Forever Interrupted, her first novel was published in 2013 and Reed co-wrote the television show Resident Advisors, which premiered in 2015. So some background information. I did not know about the famous woman quartet. Yeah, I had Um, no idea that it was a not a series, but it's, took place in the same it's universe. It's not a series. There's some character overlap. There is one character who is in all four books. Um, sometimes just like a mention, like not that he appears, but like, oh, this guy, whatever. Um, I have read the other three, so. I have not. I know that you have not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, I found that very interesting. Um, and I'm sorry that she's taking an extended break. However, she did just, um. Daisy Jones and the Six just came out as a miniseries. I think it was like 10 episodes or something. So she has been busy, I think, working on that. And I would like to watch it. But anyway, I will get to that. So you said you had some thoughts on the cover. We haven't talked about covers in a while. So why don't we start there? Yes, I <laughs> I did my usual. I don't know anything about this book. Let's read it. <laughs> um, I did not read the back. I, I had no ideas about tennis. I Honestly, judging by the front, front cover, to me, it looks like it's about swimming. Yeah. You're kind of right. It's very, well, it's very bronzy. And, yeah. like, it looks, like, um, beachy. It does. It really does. And, like, I assumed it'd be something swimming-ish. Yeah. Water-based, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it does look beachy. Like, and the last book in the series, or the, 
not series, the last book, Malibu Rising, actually does take place, like, in Malibu on the beach. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there is a picture of the ocean and surfboards, and there's a lot of surfing and whatever. Um, so I'm not, it doesn't, it doesn't scream tennis. No, from no, the not title. at all. Uh, I will, I will agree with you there. I don't know that I love the cover. It's fine. It's very one-dimensional. If I was, if I didn't know anything about this author, mm-hmm. and I just saw this book, I don't know if it would grab me. It wouldn't grab me. Like, I, there's nothing about it that says, read me, I'm interesting. No. And it, it has one of my pet peeves where the author name is bigger than the title. <laughs> See, and that's the thing, like... I bought this book because of the author, because I have loved some of her previous work. I think that's how you know you've made it as an author, when your name is bigger than the (laughs) title, and people buy it just because it's your name. Yes, I think, I actually think I maybe pre-ordered this one. Um, Daisy Jones and the Six is one of my favorite books. Um, I read it in about a day. I closed the book, and I was like, can I read it again? I didn't, (laughs) but I really wanted to. Um, That's how you know it's a good book when you actually just want to turn around and read it again. Yes. Now, having said that, I tried to start it again now because I wanted to read it before I watched the show. And I have not made it through it yet. So that's why I haven't watched the show because I want to finish the book before I finish the show. Anyway. Properly critique the show for not following the book. Yeah. It's, from what I've heard, it is very different, but apparently not in a bad way. So we'll see. Hmm. That one is uh, a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, So if that's not your thing, don't read that. But, um, yeah. So. I found the chapter layout of the book interesting. It's very cut up into her tennis career. Like, it it goes by tennis, chapter-wise. Mm-hmm. And, meh. I found it... it, I I don't know. The way things were split up was just a little bit odd to me, honestly. Okay. So. Are you finding it too tennis-y? It reads like a sports biography. Honestly, I... It, to me, it reads just like a sports biography. This could be nonfiction, and I wouldn't have argued. <laughs> See, before I read this book, I read somewhere that somebody said, you shouldn't let the fact that it's a book about tennis deter you from reading the book because it's a good book. But it's literally just about tennis. And, yeah, like... Like, if you don't like tennis, don't read this book because it's all tennis. It's a lot of tennis. And I was really hoping I get tennis f- for more, like, personal life stuff. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just tennis, but the focus in this book is really tennis centric. Yeah, um, like, I to the point where at one point she mentioned, "Oh yeah, I have friends," and I went, "Literally who?" Exactly, because we followed your life from when you were two, and I have seen no friends. She has no friends. She really doesn't. And um, yeah, like I think I'm enjoying this book more than you are. I think that's pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> um, but for me, it's definitely not one of Taylor Jenkins Reid's best books so far. It's overwhelmingly tennis. Yeah. Like, and, and to be fair, they write about tennis, or she writes about tennis in a way that me, who knows nothing nor cares anything about tennis, can understand the game, or at least the elements of it for the story. Nope, not me. I still don't understand tennis. Uh, I even took a unit on tennis in high school and gym. What? And I still know absolutely nothing about tennis. I mean, I know how to play, like, hit the ball, whatever. But the scoring part of the game, just... They give you enough information, though, that you can understand what's going on without actually going, like, this is the book I will use to learn tennis. Yeah, no. It's (laughs) it's not that far. You will not learn how to play tennis from this book. No. As Tennessee as as it is. 
but no, I still do not understand how tennis works. And I'm not really a lover of watching tennis. I don't understand. I, I don't like tennis. I'm not it's... really a lover of playing it either. I just am not. I like badminton. Yes, badminton. I'm that's, good at badminton. That's my sport. Tennis, not so much. I don't know why I can play one and not the other because they're kind of similar. But. I don't know. Like, to me, badminton's just fun. <laughs> I've yeah. never played tennis, but it just does not doesn't appeal to me. No. Granted, it's a... I don't think I'd watch badminton either. No. No. Tennis seems to be a lot more running than badminton. I'm not quite sure why. Maybe the way you play it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I mean. Well, I am really bad at tennis, so. I'm really good at badminton, and I like making people run. (laughs) Well, when I was in high school, like, I, I didn't care about gym class. Like, to me, it's like, I had a terrible gym teacher who... We did the sports that he liked, mm-hmm. so we never did basketball. We barely did tennis. We spent 95% of the year on volleyball and curling, neither of which I'm a huge fan of. That's not a well-rounded sports education. Like, it, it, it sucked. But we always had – there's two guys in my class that were, like, in every sport and nailed it every time, and, like, they got the banners and they did all this stuff. And I took special delight and did the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Like, because – Badminton was the one thing I was really good at. Like, I was good at the other stuff. It wasn't bad, mm-hmm. mainly because they just didn't expect anything of me. But in badminton, I can put the birdie wherever I want it. Mm-hmm. And so I'd make them run from one end of the court to the other. We just got to figure out their weak spot, right? Yeah. Which is, this book a lot is like, it talks a lot about strategy, mm-hmm. right? And to a certain point, that's sort of interesting. But after a while, it's like, okay. Honestly... I got very bored very quickly. I mean, having said that, I didn't find the pacing slow. The pacing wasn't slow. I actually had an easier time reading this one. Like, I shouldn't say an easier time. It went faster Mm -hmm. reading this one than it did How Much Vampires in Space. Yeah. And I don't know why. Yep. I know. Like, I'm going, I enjoyed How Much Vampires in Space ten times more than this one. But it took way longer to read. it took longer. I don't know. I don't know. Pacing. I know. I'm the opposite. I enjoyed this one more, but... Uh, that's because but I like vampires in space. That's, that's the thing about Taylor Jenkins' read. Her books are paced very well. Mm. Like, they are not, they're not hard to read. And that's why I could read Daisy Jones in one day. Because yeah. it's, it's a fast... And that one is set up, like, interview style. Like, it's like they're shooting a documentary. Interesting. Um, kind of. And so it's kind of like the characters are talking. So, yeah. I don't know that I'd like that. It takes a bit of getting used to when you first start... I've read some weird and wacky formats in my life, Mm -hmm. but... It's not like that, I don't think, the entire book, but but then, too, you have to make sure that you're keeping the characters straight, like who's talking and... See, that's the thing. I don't even like it when they do things in first person and they're not super clear about who you are at the moment. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing I don't like. like, I think if you're writing in first person, at the bottom of every page, you need to tell me who you are. (laughs) Because I will not remember. <laughs> like, it's... I don't know. Yeah. So I think that's probably why I wouldn't really enjoy that type of format. I don't know. Maybe I would. For a good enough story, I'll read anything. <laughs> I don't know that it, you would like it. I'm, I'm pretty sure Taylor Jenkins Reid is not the author for you. If this book is anything to go by, <laughs> no. This... Uh, so far, for me, this is one is not her best. I'm missing a lot of, like, personal interactions like it literally reads like nonfiction. a personal life this character has no personal life no like she plays tennis and and then like she retires 
it skips over that entire part of her life. Yeah, like surgery and like her actual like okay, tennis is not consuming every moment of your life. What do mm-hmm. you do now? Yeah. What is she doing in like was it a decade? Uh it's five years I think. Five years. It says here somewhere. She retired at like oh six years after her retirement, sorry, six years. Yes. And so what is she doing in those six years? Yeah. Like to go from tennis is your entire world to bye. Yeah. There's got to be something in there. Mm-hmm. Like just adjusting. Well, and it, I mean, it talks about endorsements. So she mm-hmm. obviously still does that. So that's five minutes of your day. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. If you're doing a photo shoot, that takes a while. Yeah, but like compared to training, and yeah. like she gets up at 530 in the morning, it starts running and mm-hmm. then, you know, goes to bed and wakes up and does the same thing again. Like, yes, it's, it's completely different than you do a photo shoot every once in a while. That's true. I mean, I will say I was reading this and I was like, oh, thank God I'm not a professional athlete. Oh, I know. It's making me tired. I know. I was like, oh, my goodness. That's so, like, and it's boring. It is. It really is. I just, I feel sorry for. There was not enough strategy in it for my liking. I think, though, like, if you're something you're passionate about, which she obviously is, maybe, maybe I just don't understand that mentality. I don't have something that I, like, I have to do. You know, like yeah, I don't know. I do, but you have to have money. a certain amount of drive, yeah, and ambition. I think maybe I just don't have that for. I don't know. Like I, honestly, I just kind of felt felt bad for her character, but also kind of went seriously, woman. <laughs> <laughs> like the obsession with tennis, and I blame her father for a large part of this mm-hmm. because why not? Like he wouldn't even let her have ice cream when she was a kid. Yeah, she's a kid. Yeah, like sure, you want to be the best, whatever run a little bit extra the next day but have some mm-hmm. ice cream live a little once in a while it's not gonna kill you exactly like i think the way her father handled it well it may have been to the best of his ability blah blah blah, blah i don't think was correct yeah like to and to emphasize winning and being the best mm-hmm. like at no point was tennis just ooh fun like mm-hmm. i honestly don't think she enjoys the sport no no she's there to win She's there to win. Like she is singularly focused on winning, and the minute that her record was in jeopardy, was like I can't, I can't let that happen. I have to. Yeah. She's so like. She's focused on I have to be the best at all times, irregardless, mm-hmm. and it's just unhealthy. And so like conceited about it. Yeah. Like thirty-seven is old for a sports mm-hmm. person. That was. <laughs> 37 is old for an athlete. For an athlete. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sports person. Oh, but I, like, also how all the reporters are, like, trash-talking her all the time and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, but that's fairly expected. Give her a chance, though. That's, honestly, that's expected. Yeah. Were something like this to happen in real life, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like... Sports talk reporters and stuff like that. They live vicariously through the people that they report. (laughs) And they are not always... Reality seems to escape them at times. Yeah. Suffice it to say. But, like, this... Carrie has no personal life. No. Like, she mentioned sleeping with people. Yeah, a lot. Whatever. You do you. But, like, no friends. Mm -hmm. Never had a boyfriend. No healthy relationships whatsoever. She can't have actually have a relationship with her father if it's not about tennis. Yeah. Like, every single minute of her life is tennis, 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 tennis. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Even when she 
gets together with Bo and they're practicing together, but all they talk about is tennis. Yeah. They don't, until he tries to hit on her and she says, no, don't hit on me. And then that's, they go back to just tennis all the time. Yeah. Is that what it's like to be a professional athlete? Do you think? You have to have something that is not your job. Like if I'm a librarian, if my entire life is library, 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 I'd go mental. Like, ultimately, it is your job, and yes, it might be your passion, but you do have to have something that isn't a sport. Because especially with athletes, you have a very limited shelf life. It's true. Like, you need to know how to exist without, you know, that being your only reason for existing. Unless you're Tom Brady. (laughs) Tom Brady. That guy didn't know when to quit. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I have feelings about Tom Brady. Can't say I'm a fan. I don't even care about football. One iota. Um, <laughs> but I have strong feelings about Tom Brady. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did not like stopping just before the French Open because now I need to know who wins the French Open. Okay. Um, I misread how far we were supposed to go. You read the French Open part? I read the French Open part. Um, cause I read, I, I read the note as read to the end of the French Open, not read till the French Open. I think I wrote read up to. And yeah. I put the page number, but your page numbers are My probably different. My page numbers different. are different, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it's just because the other two were read till the end of. I know, and I didn't know how to write it differently. That would make it more clear. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, don't spoil so, it. No, I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> but I, uh, my hope, I'm, my feeling is that she's not going to win the French Open. Um, but I feel like she will win something. She will win something. <clears throat> she has to. It's pretty much guaranteed it is still a sports book. You have to win at some point. Yeah, well. But I hope by the end of the book that the character has gained some perspective on life. <laughs> and that tennis is not her be-all and end-all of everything. Mm-hmm. Because, frankly, her obsession is concerning. Yeah. She has no healthy relationships. She, like, no. she doesn't love the sport. Mm-hmm. She's just obsessed with being the best. And this might actually be in the part that you haven't not read yet. But Bo mentions at one point that if she's not winning, she quits. Yes. No, I have read that part. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And at one point she said after she lost one of the Grand Slams, she went home, wouldn't come out of her bed or wouldn't come out of her bedroom for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like she has no idea how to cope with losing yep. without being a pouty little brat about it. And maybe that is a professional athlete thing. We don't know that life. No. <laughs> as a professional athlete, you have to be able to actually get past your losses and learn well, from them and build from your mistakes. Because so much of being an athlete is mental. Exactly. Like, you get in your head, right? And you have to figure out how to deal with that. Yeah. And the one thing that struck me with this is, as the other women that she was playing against seemed like they had, if not friendship, they at least spoke camaraderie camaraderie yep the kind of we're all in this together and i'm gonna wipe your face off the court yeah um she had none of that nothing like to the point where i'm going are you like a sociopath do you have like some kind of actual condition well i mean if you think about her life though she grew up with just her father she played tennis from a young age she didn't really socialize because all she did was play tennis she probably doesn't know how to have a relationship yeah and I wonder if it would be different if her mother had lived. Oh, completely and totally. And would she have turned into Harry Soto, the battle axe? I don't think she would have. No, I agree. Like, 
she has nothing in her life except for tennis. Yeah. And, I mean, even though you think about it, pretty good chance that all the other women competing are also have been playing tennis from a very young age, mm-hmm. put same amount of dedication, hard work, effort into it, mm-hmm. but still manage to actually have a relationship. Yeah, but that depends on your, like, I think a little bit on your family. Like, mm-hmm. dads are not... They're not necessarily traditionally the, greatest, the best at the emotional stuff. Yeah. 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 And so, and her dad was also like a very well known tennis player. Mm-hmm. And so that was also his life. And that's like when he moved to America, that was, he continued to work in that field. And, and that's what he knew. Yeah. Right? Like he didn't, I don't know. So I think nobody taught her how to interact with people. Nobody taught her how to be human. They taught her how to play tennis yeah that's it exactly so i do feel a bit sorry for her character because that's the thing like i feel sorry for her but at the same time i'm going you're an adult you need to recognize this about yourself and grow but what's her life going to be like when she does actually finally give up tennis for good that's the thing she's kind of worked herself into a corner maybe she likes to be alone maybe she doesn't care like if and i don't i don't want to say she has to be nicer because you can be blunt yeah, and honest and still not be mean about it. Yeah. But because of the way she's handled herself the entire career, like when her agent was trying to find somebody to play with her, practice her, um, mm-hmm. with her, couldn't find anybody. Nobody wanted to play with Nobody her. Nobody wanted to deal with her. Yeah. She has got zero opportunities as sports commentator. She's got zero opportunities as coach. Mm-hmm. Like... I do like her relationship with Bo, though. I like their, um... To a like, point. banter. The banter is entertaining. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Like, she has no idea how to relate to another human being when it's not about tennis. Mm-hmm. And bless his heart, he tries. Yeah. And she talks about, a little bit about the fear of being left. Mm-hmm. Right? And so she doesn't want to get close because she doesn't want somebody to leave her. Which is probably past trauma yeah. from her mom dying, I would guess. But you're also driving everybody away because you're yeah. but that's a bit abrasive. I mean, that's a her problem. <laughs> but, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't want to say, like, oh, you're, you know, you're a woman athlete. You have to behave a certain way. Well, no. Because you can behave however you want. It's your life. Yeah, I don't care. Exactly. And she mentions at one point that <laughs> there's a competitor she's playing against. She wonders, how did it have to be... Ex- it must be exhausting, you know, having to always look cute. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're playing and whatnot for sponsorship deals and modeling and whatnot. How nice it's not to have to look cute all the time when she's playing. <laughs> yes. Like, I think a lot of female athletes get the short end of the stick in that regard. Yeah. Because we don't ask male athletes to look cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. That's true. So, I think it's not fair. And I do respect the way that she's just going i'm me deal mm-hmm. but yeah she is she's got no tact no like no concept of it no and that's kind of kicking her teeth a bit and she is highly conceited oh completely and totally the ego on that woman oh i know that part it does kind of get annoying after a while oh completely and totally i'm winning i have to win i'm the best yeah great you're the best now yeah like Six years after your retirement, somebody beats your record. You go, damn the ships or damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. I'm going to play again, irregardless of whether that's in my best medical interest. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, maybe you went out on a high yeah. with some dignity and respect. Just leave it. Why not 
leave that alone and not come back and suck it up in four big tournaments. Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. end gracefully. Then there would be no book. But then there would be no book. But that's the thing, too, where I'm going, you're not in, like... I respect the athletes who, like Bo, for example, he never retired. He's 37-ish. Mm-hmm. And he's been playing the entire time. Yeah. Because he loves the game. He would rather deal with the injuries, deal with the fact that he could have gone out on a high and left it. Mm-hmm. Continue playing because he loves the game. Yeah. I respect that. She just because doesn't want to lose. playing tennis at any level is better than not playing tennis. Yeah. But she doesn't love the game. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't want to lose. And mm-hmm. the second that she's going to lose, she jumps back in irregardless of whether or not that's a good idea yeah like and historically speaking it's generally not a good idea you might win one or two more things but in reality you're not there for a long time you're there for a good time yeah so i don't know it's it's not the book for me no like i I don't like the characters like pretty much any of them i don't like any of them do you think that they any of them will redeem themselves in the second half I mean, she might get hit in the head with a tennis ball and realize that tennis isn't everything. <laughs> Doubt it. <laughs> Javier, I don't know. I, I think he's sort of already realized a lot of his mistakes mm-hmm. and is trying to fix things to a point. What do you think about the woman he met on the plane? I think Javier's got game. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was suspicious of her. Yeah. I'm like... Mm-hmm. I am quite surprised he hasn't found another woman at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, or maybe he does, and he just hasn't told her. Yeah. Because there was one part where she talked about seeing, like, a razor and an extra toothbrush mm-hmm. in the bathroom. So yeah. there may have been. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But I also kind of feel like, uh, actually, no, I can't say that because I think that might be from the part you haven't read yet. Never mind. Okay, then. Yep. Mystery for you to yep. continue on to. I know. No, I don't know. Like, even Bo... I mean, A, Bo Huntley. Who comes up with these names? <laughs> Bo Huntley? Like, that's just shy of deer stalker. It's, it's a terrible even name. I thought of that. It's a terrible name. I'm like, name. it's not the best name, but yeah. It's not good. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't know, he's better than her. <laughs> but he's still, like, the temper tantrums on the court didn't yeah. grow up. I know. Like, if, if at this stage you haven't got that handled, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Like, I get in his early days he was drinking quite a lot, and, you know, that'll mm-hmm. make some issues. But he's still a little on the immature side. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. Also the word canoodling. <laughs> I don't know if I love that word too much. Canoodling sounds like something you do in the back of the Studebaker. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. It's not not a great phrase. It's... <laughs> Anything else? Any predictions? Um, Is she going to be back? Back for good? I just got back streets back. All right! Um, I kind of hope she loses. <laughs> like, I think she's going to win, but I kind of hope she loses. Because it doesn't matter whether or not she wins. The amount of wins she's going to get in this year that she's back is not going to be enough to actually, you know move her her record so far up that it's untouchable yeah like if it only took six years for somebody to break your record like yeah it was a record mm-hmm. but it was not it's not Wayne Gretzky records no like where it's like oh my word how is that even possible it's just like yeah you did good mm-hmm. and not to take away from that you did good yeah 
But the reality is the sport changes, people change, mm-hmm. training changes, and eventually somebody will break your record. Yeah. And somebody will eventually break theirs. You cannot, like, the amount of abuse she's putting her body through just to get, you know, one or two more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Like, so when she's 75 and somebody's going to break her record again, is she going to come, like, you can't keep doing that your whole life. No, it's not healthy. No. And at 75, well, I mean. Just stop. Yeah. Like, she went out on a high and she was record for a while. Like, you made an impact on the sport. Mm -hmm. You changed the way some people play. You inspired a whole new generation to actually Mm -hmm. be interested in tennis by some miracle. (laughs) Like, yeah, just leave well enough alone. Enjoy your legacy and. uh... And explain to us what you did for seven years. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, there's just not enough personal stuff so far in this book for me. It's a lot of tennis. They haven't made her human. No. I say they. The t- the author, she, Taylor Jenkins Reid, has not made her human. She it's has not, not a bunch made of her scientists. Human. Yeah, but let's yeah. see. I'm hoping she wins at least one title just to make it worth her while. Yeah, I, I think she's going to probably, but I don't think she's going to break her record. I'm hoping there's some kind of acceptance of the fact that she is not queen of the world. <laughs> and I suspect her and Bo are going to get together. Oh, yeah, for sure. And there will be some sort of big conflict. Yeah. For sure. Blow up. Eh, I guess we'll see if we're right or not. Yep. And we're back with part two of Carrie Soto is back. Now, I know that you did not like this book. It was fine. <laughs> it just, to me, it read like a sports biography. And if I wanted to read a sports biography, I'd read a sports biography. <laughs> I thought the second half was less biographical. It was better. But it's still very much, like, it jumps very much. Like, it's, I played this match, and then I started training for something else, and then we jump ahead three to four weeks, and I play this match. Mm-hmm. And then you get more detail about the match than you do about anything in between. Sports but, biography. <laughs> but they did start developing some of the personal relationships in the second half a lot more yeah. than in the first, I felt. But also, like, there was, like, pretty much nothing in the first half, so... Yeah. It's not that it's fully fleshed out. It's just that there was something. (laughs) I really enjoyed the relationship between Carrie and Nikki Chan. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought that was hilarious. The thing is, I appreciate the fact that it was kind of brutally honest. Yeah. Like, they're competitors. Mm -hmm. At no point are they going to, you know, play nice. Yep. Like, they're not horrible to each other. It's not like cattiness. No. But it's also not like, oh, great job. No. (laughs) Like... But uh, but it was a little bit joking. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I think they respected each other. Yeah, they both have a sense of humor, and they yeah. respect each other. Like, a, like, yeah. So I very much enjoyed that. But again, like, that was in, like, four paragraphs. Well. Like, they talked in person, what, twice? A few times, yeah. Because Nikki, Nikki invited for her, her for a drink. Mm-hmm. So they did. Called her when her dad died, saying, you know, I'll postpone the match if you want. I think there was one more time before the match, and then the actual match itself. Uh, they also met on the courts a few times when they were training. Right, yeah, but that was also more like, hi, bye. No, there was like, a little bit of conversation. And I feel like there was one other time. I can't remember. Anyway, um, for me that was good, or interesting. Um, well, they both, they're very similar. Yes. Like, and I think that probably helped with the whole it's easier to talk to somebody who's also kind of lived the same life that you have yeah 
But I found it interesting that Nikki had no trainer. She just... Yeah, no coach. Yeah. She just did it all on her own. Yeah. And I was like, how did she even do that? Well, I don't know if she did it all on her own for the entire career, because she's like 31, 32. Mm-hmm. Or if she just didn't have a coach at the time. Yeah, it wasn't made clear, but... Like, it implied that she hadn't had a coach for a while, at least. Yeah. But I am assuming, like, you... I don't care how good attendance you are. At some point, when you're still relatively young and new to the game, like, you need some kind of guidance as to how mm -hmm. to register for things, how to, like... Yeah. Just the basics. So I'm assuming at some point there was somebody. I hope so. Because that's a lot to do on your own. Yeah. And she didn't really seem to have, like, family or anything either. No. I'm very much a loner. Which is why I think she and Carrie were good for each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I didn't like was all of the Spanish in the book. Yeah, there was a point... That was untranslated. Like, I'm... The first half I didn't mind it because I found a little bit... How do I put this... It was more sprinkled in mm -hmm. as color rather than as actual dialogue. Yeah. And I found the second half there's more actual dialogue where I'm going, I don't understand what you're saying. And like, yeah. generally in a book, if there is a different language, there is also that same sentence or sentiment repeated yeah. in English so that at least you have an idea of what it's saying. Yeah. There wasn't really that. And that I like, found annoying. Here there's a whole conversation in Spanish. Yeah. And, uh... God, I'm like, I, I don't know what you're saying. So I essentially just skipped over those parts because what else was I going to do? Learn Spanish, Janine. not going to learn Spanish. Like, I understand that they are Spanish-speaking people. Mm -hmm. I respect that. However, this is an English book, and uh, therefore I want to be able to understand all the words in the book. Well, I would like, like I said, either restate the sentiment in... English, mm -hmm. or just sprinkle it in. Yeah. Like some of the common phrases and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. Totally fine. Or like terms of endearment that mm -hmm. they use for each other, whatever. Totally. But entire conversations in Spanish, I'm going, I... Yeah, I don't like that. That bothered it me. It means nothing to me. Yep. So, on the one hand, I'm sort of surprised that her dad died. On the other hand, not really. I was sad that he died because I felt like they were just starting to like... Their relationship was starting to change a little bit, I think. Yeah, I felt more sad for, uh, oh, what's his face, the guy? Oh, Bo? What's, yeah, Bo. Because it seemed like they were really getting along and that mm -hmm. he kind of needed that coach, that steady figure. Mm -hmm. And then he died. And then Carrie, of course, kind of falls apart. And rather than being able to grieve himself, he has to take care of her, which, you know, that's the only thing. But I felt worse for her, him than I did for her. <laughs> I know, I did too feel sad for him, but... I don't know. I honestly didn't really like him. Bo? No. Um, Javier. Oh, okay. He, a little bit hypocritical. Yeah. Because his entire life, or her entire life, he's going, you have to practice, you have to get better, you have to do this, you have to do that, and you know, everything's scheduled and everything's planned, everything, you gotta train, you gotta train, you gotta train. And then he's like, why aren't you, like, stopping and enjoying yourself? <laughs> like, it's okay to do this. And she's going like, yeah, that goes against everything you've ever taught me. Well, I think... He was saying that in the context of there comes a point in your life where you have to Yeah, but step he back. at no point had ever prepared her for that. Yeah, I know. He'd never prepared her for loss. He never prepared her for a life outside of tennis. She doesn't even have a high school degree. Diploma, not degree. <laughs> like, he was so focused on tennis her entire time. She has no idea how to have a healthy relationship mm -hmm. with, frankly, anybody. Yeah. Like, to then go, well, why aren't you having relationships? We're like, mm-hmm. Because I've never had one before. I don't know how it works. 
She seemed to be starting to figure it out at the end. Like I'm glad she didn't win at yeah. the end. Because the entire time I'm reading this book, I'm going, so you win one more Grand Slam than her and you take your title back. Great. What happens next For, season? Like, one season? Yeah, I know. Like, you're not increasing the win margin by, like, five or ten. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, now it's a challenge. You're increasing it by one. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah. And I appreciated the fact that she became okay with it mm-hmm. in the end that she was able to accept it and that she was able to like let go of all of that i have to be the best i have to yeah have my record it did on the one hand feel a little bit like oh shoot this character has to actually come to some realization because <laughs> a little bit shoehorned in at the end but also i'm like no she came to the realization i'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> take it as win like i don't know it's yeah it's fine but honestly if you don't like tennis don't read it Right. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot of so, tennis. So tennessy. It is right. a lot of tennis. Uh, I will say, as somebody who has loved Taylor Jenkins Reid's books, this is definitely not my favorite. Why do we always get the worst one of the authors? Because I already read the best one, and I don't know if she can top it. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to read Taylor Jenkins Reid, in my opinion, you should read Daisy Jones and the Six. It is the best. I think I probably said that in the first half already. For me, that was my favorite of hers. I have a recollection of you talking about it, yes. Yeah, because yeah. I, I started reading it again, but I haven't gotten very far in it. Um, but yeah, it's very Tennessee. More ten- Tennessee, <laughs> not Tennessee. No, it's Tennessee. <laughs> uh, a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, like, I honestly don't have it other than it reads like a sports biography. It is all about the tennis and life is kind of shoehorned in in between that. Like having said that, it's not a hard book to read. It actually for like it reads very fast, I found. Yeah, it doesn't read too bad. Yeah. Like it I mean the second half I found read quicker cuz I already read part of the second half cuz I read too far <laughs> first time around. But but like her, it's not a hard read. It's no, just it's not. If this sport is not your cup of tea, you might not enjoy it. You're there's going to be large sections of the book that you don't care about. And yeah, like I don't understand the scoring in tennis. No, me neither. And there was a lot of that, so I just kind of like I did learn skimmed. about tennis. I will say that much. I didn't realize they had that for like number of different courts they played on. Like, yeah, I didn't realize that either. Clay and grass and that kind of thing. I yeah. had no idea. I know. I thought they were all the same. Yeah. They are not. There's different strategies for each type of course. Mm-hmm. Court, not course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I'm sort of in the middle. It's honestly, it's very blah to me. <laughs> like, I don't care enough about this book to hate it. I don't mm-hmm. care enough about this book to actually like it. Like, it's it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was well written. Like, she's definitely a good writer. Yeah. No argument about that. But I don't care about any single character in this book. Like, not at all. Not one? No. Not even her agent? No. Nope. Gwen? Is that her name? Yep. Yeah. No, not a single character. Not even Nikki Chan? Not even really, no. Like, to me, the characters never became human. Mm. I never cared what happened to them at all. Like... As opposed to other books where I'm screaming at them. Because I'm like, what? You killed them! <laughs> like, this one, I'm like, eh. Like, her father died. I'm going, oh, great. Well, are you going to play or you're not going to play? Make up your mind. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. There wasn't enough of a human element to it. Okay. So, 
and their two point there also wasn't enough i mean my sports tend to be not i don't mind sports books mm -hmm. don't have a problem with them but i generally prefer team sports rather than individual okay because you just get a better story out of it i find it's just more dynamic unless you've got like some pretty intense rivalries like yeah well there was intense rivalry was there though <laughs> really like she and nikki never even played each other till the end it was at the end yeah. and the rivalry she had at the beginning she's like yeah i'm gonna crush them and then she did and then we moved on with life yeah like there wasn't ever, anybody ever that really challenged her like nikki did but it was all mm -hmm. hypothetical because they never played each other yeah it wasn't like her and nikki back and forth trading points across the season mm -hmm. like it was the idea was... of nikki that challenged her exactly yeah. so who wants to be challenged by a hypothetical Carrie Soto, apparently. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's fine. Yeah. But honestly, my ultimate recommendation is if you don't like tennis, don't read it. I uh, I like the second half better than the first, for sure. Yes. But... Uh, <laughs> A little less whining in the second half? I was home with my kids on Saturday morning. My husband was out. And uh, I had, like, I don't know, 50 pages left in the book. So I was like mom has to read her workbook now so please go do something else and i was like this doesn't feel like a workbook because this is a book that i actually want to read see that was me and uh went to home yeah so when it's those ones it's like almost like cheating it's like well i'm i'm working but i'm technically also enjoying it honestly when we read the louis Lamore one i'm just like oh this is delightful <laughs> it's like relaxing I'm like, I, I don't have to take notes it's louis Lamore. i know i like it it's great <sighs> Yeah. As opposed to this one where I'm like, you have to keep going. <laughs> you can't just cliff notes it. <laughs> but yeah, so for me it was like, oh, Saturday morning I can just read my book and not feel guilty that I'm reading because I yeah. have to read it. You so, have to read it. Yeah. But there is a quote I wanted to share because I, for me, I just thought it was interesting. I keep thinking, I don't cry on the court. I don't cry on the court. But then I think... Maybe it's a lie that you have to keep doing what you have always done, that you have to be able to draw a straight line from how you acted yesterday to how you'll act tomorrow. You don't have to be consistent. You can change, I think, just because you want to. And so for the first time in decades, I stand in front of a roaring crowd and cry. And I just thought that was really interesting because I think that's sort of the point where she starts to sort of change a little bit mm -hmm. her attitude about that I have to win and I have to be the best and I have to have all the records and and that yeah you can change you don't have to always be who you were and yeah. if you you don't have to always live up to your own reputation yeah you can just be yourself be yourself be whatever it's okay to just be a human and you know human things yeah, yeah. and I don't know for that quote just struck me for some reason when I was reading so mm. I will say the one thing I did like about this book is the fact that by the end, she actually seems like she enjoys tennis again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that too. And I think that's like why I like the second half is because you can see her. You can see the shift in her and like... She still likes winning, but she actually yeah. enjoys... She starts to enjoy the game again. Yeah. It's not just playing for the sake of stats. Yeah. And as soon as she starts to enjoy it more and like relax, she starts doing better, of exactly. course. And so... Like, the first half was so much, like, I have to win, I have to be the best, I have to, I have to, have to, have to. And that got tiring for me a little I did bit. Not, I mean, I think we established I don't really care about this character. But I really didn't like her in the first half. Yeah. Like, she was so 
whiny and mm-hmm. immature. Like, I have to win. I have to win. If I if I don't win, I can stay locked in my room. Yeah. What's like, the point? What if, are you, five? What's the point of this if I'm not going to win, right? Exactly. And how dare you think that you can beat my record? Yeah. I have to be the best because I've always been the best. And who is this person to think that she can come in and beat me? Yeah, the usurper to the throne. The nerve. Yeah, I know. Um, and so I just liked that, the change well, she actually started to enjoy the game and kind of got mm-hmm. back to why she... I don't want to say got back to why she played it to begin with. Because she never really chose to play tennis. She um, just did it because that's what her dad did. Yeah. And I then she had a talent. she ever actually loved the game for the game itself. She liked the game because it gave her time with her father. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I think but she's... But she's kind of actually now actually developed a proper love of the game. Yeah. I think which, she liked it because she was also good at it. Mm-hmm. And she had that drive in her to win right yeah. and so it also meant that when she retired first time around she liked it because she was good at it when she wasn't good at it anymore she didn't really like it like she didn't mm-hmm. take up coaching she didn't really do yeah anything else mm-hmm. so that was the thing too at the end where she's like actually coaching now and actually using her mm-hmm. experience to actually she's coaching nikki at the end so yep and she's letting people into her life mm-hmm uh, I mean, I still feel sorry for Bo because I have a feeling that there's going to be some knockdown dragos in his future. But. <laughs> but even with Gwen, like, the fact that Gwen started showing up for her mm-hmm. and they started, like, communicating as, like, friends as opposed to, like, agent and I client. I you do what I say. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of, like, because she lost her mom at a young age and so mm-hmm. then Gwen was kind of there to support her. And so I did like some of that, like, the more human side of it. In yeah. the second half, that I felt was really lacking in the first half. Well, it definitely gets better towards the second half. I think it's just not the book for me, that's no. all. This generally is not the type of book that you would read, I don't think. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with the rest of Taylor Jenkins Reads books. I, I'll read sports books. Got no problem with those. Yeah. I find them quite interesting. But it's generally a good way of kind of getting a peek into a sport that you don't really care enough to follow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it's just because I was expecting something different. Mm-hmm. Like, everything I heard about Taylor Jenkins Reid is this, like, fiction. It's, like, standard adult fiction that's not, you know, murder mystery, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really expecting, like, this much of... I wasn't expecting it to be this Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but and when it's 95% tennis and you weren't expecting it, I don't know, maybe if I had read reviews or something of it first, mm-hmm. it would be a bit more fine because i knew what i was getting into but yeah that <laughs> that's be- just not how i roll that being said her books aren't all about sports yeah no no that's like, see, that's the thing i don't know enough about taylor jenkins read mm-hmm. to know if this is if she is something i would normally read yeah like her last few have been about like famous women mm. um are they whiny <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the first one is called seven husbands of evelyn hugo mm-hmm. and it's like an older woman like a retired a retired actress telling her story and uh Elizabeth Taylor type kind of um and so I don't remember her as being whiny she was a bit of a tough old broad I would say see that I have a feeling I'd enjoy more you might like that one better and then Daisy Jones and the Six which is about a rock band in the 60s 70s um which is written in a documentary type style like Mm. so it's like there so that one you might not like the style Sometimes reads mm. a little faster though because it's you know very jumped up. Yeah, um, that one I'm not sure about. And then the other one was Malibu Rising, which is about 
siblings and they surf. One of them's a model, one of them's like a professional surfer and their dad is McReva who appears in all of the books. He's a rock star. Is he in this book? He is. Briefly. Like he's briefly in this one. He's briefly like there's overlap these four books, these like these four are her most recent, there's overlaps in all of them. Okay. Like in there's one part here where she talks about reading the Daisy Jones and the Six autobiography oh okay i did not catch that (laughs) and maybe you wouldn't because you haven't read like it's not an important fact to you right? i'm not in the universe yeah and so um so yeah like so that part is interesting she's got other books that Mm -hmm. are that are also good that i've enjoyed so like there was one book she has that's i think it's called one true loves which just came out as a movie Hmm. simu simu lu i don't know how to he's in one of the yeah he's uh marvel movies also on Kim Convenience. Kim's Convenience. Ah, uh, the rings thing. Yep. Anyway, he's in it. Um, but it's about a woman who is married. Her husband goes missing. And then she falls in love with another man. And then her husband comes back. Awkward. Yep. <laughs> so it's really interesting. I thought it was really good. Uh, anyways, but that's sort of like... But these last four are kind of... There's like a few common characters that She's appear throughout. created her own little mini universe. Yep, yeah, a little bit. See, that's the thing, too. I found it interesting, the time that it took place. Like, it's not a contemporary Mm-mm. fiction. Like, at no. one point, she mentioned looking over and seeing Princess Diana in the stands. So I'm going, what? Yeah. Oh, wait. No, we are at that time. Yeah. Or she also talked about getting a fax. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fax. <laughs> You're so old. <laughs> Believe it or not, though, people do come in and ask if we have a fax machine. So. All the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. For the record, we do not. Yes, no, no faxing. <laughs> but if you go to Tempo or Staples, they fax. <laughs> How can you tell? We've answered this question a few times. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um. I digress. So I would call this a good beach read because it's kind of fluffy. Doesn't like it doesn't take a lot of effort and thought to read this book. I would only read this at the beach after I've lined up all the crabs and made them fight. <laughs> okay, you wouldn't the read this at the would beach. Be the referee. But somebody who is into this type of book. It might be a good beach read for you. I think it's one of those things where if you've read the other Taylor Jenkins reads books, you like them because you get the little bits in the universe that I did not even notice. Mm -hmm. And I think if you go into it expecting a tennis book, you'll like it. Yeah, I know. If you go into it expecting a bit more contemporary adult fiction, yeah, you're not going to like it. Because I think that we'd already put this book on the schedule and then I said something to you about tennis and you looked at me and like your face kind of fell and you're like tennis I hate tennis I'm sorry <laughs> as a sport I'm like oh my word uh, it's like golf baseball tennis like hate them all I'm like there's uh, rugby there's hurling there's like everything else did you say hurling hurling it's an Irish sport it's crazy violent and absolutely brilliant think hockey and soccer and curved sticks and angry men <laughs> very interesting sounds like I was gonna say lacrosse but no it's quite lacrosse in a lot of ways. But lacrosse, um, they have nets. Yeah, no, not quite. On their sticks. There's, it's, it's Irish, it is. <laughs> okay. The aggression of being oppressed by the English coming out in full force. I see. But, like, that, or, like, gymnastics, or swimming, or, like, proper sports. Baseball is a proper sport. I hate baseball. I enjoy baseball. I would literally rather watch the grass grow. I would have more enjoyment watching the gentleman paint the lines than actually watching the game. I sat through Goldeye's game once. Never again. You okay. listeners can't see my face, but it is quite incredulous. And, like... There's no... Judgy. <laughs> it's a game for old men. No! It's it is boring. not. It is so boring. It's not boring. It's not... Soccer is at least interesting. Soccer is boring. Running. Running. 
watching grown men take injuries and go, oh, the pain, only to be like yellow card and go, yeah, dude, you're fine. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. That is interesting. (laughs) Okay. But it's still a lot of running for one tiny, interesting minute. All sports are basically broken into two categories. Either keep the ball, don't let anybody else get it, or get rid of it, get rid of it real quick. (laughs) So, yeah. Also can't stand football. I can agree. I don't understand it. I've never been able to understand football. Granted, I have never tried very hard, but it's one of those where I'm going, football is played with balls and feet. Kind of, (laughs) but not exactly. I mean, I've had the rules of football explained to me probably five times. Still do not understand it. I just don't like it. Like, I, I don't know. It's, to me, there's... There's so many rules where I'm just like, I don't get it. And there's, like, strategy, but I'm like, mm, it's kind of not, though. <laughs> no, football like, is one I don't... I will watch it if other people are watching it, but I will probably mock things and make up my own commentary. If my sister and I are ever in a restaurant where there are sports on and we get bored waiting for our food, I tend to narrate the games. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind, I have no idea what this game is, but that doesn't stop me. And that's the only time I enjoy football. I do do that sometimes when I'm watching sports or comment on things like appearances and and such. I swear, there should be a sports channel that's literally just women who don't know what the sport is commentating on it. I would watch the heck out of that. That's a good idea. We should do that. For the record, that's copyrighted idea. You can't, nobody else can have it. Yeah, that's our idea. You're going to make millions, I want to cut. We could make a... We can cut this part out. We can make a podcast of it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We'll just watch a, a sports a sportsing event. <laughs> Commentate on games we don't understand. Yes. It is fun. It is hilarious, honestly. But, yeah. yeah it's kind of... We've gone off the off rails a bit. Track. So, anyways, I don't know that I have anything else to say about Carrie Soto. Do you have any fun facts for me? I do have some fun facts. You don't have them on your paper. They're just on my paper. <gasps> yes. Exclusive. <laughs> Because I was behind. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this book was on Time's list of 100 must-read books in 2022. I disagree with that. <laughs> Amish Zombies in Space is a must-read for 2022. I'm curious. I need to look up the other 99 books on the list just to yeah. see what else is on there. Honestly, I find most, like, honestly, I mean, I'm kind of prejudiced, but if you tell me I have to read it, it's probably not good. <laughs> it's like, oh, the Oscar winner. Like, yep, that means I'd never want to watch it. What I've started doing is going on Instagram and finding bookstagrammers mm. who read books that are similar to ones that I enjoy, like who like yeah. the ones that I like. Read and the then, likes. like, if they recommend something, then I'm like, okay, that's probably something good yeah. because we have the same taste. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, definitely. But I don't know. I, I just find that a lot of times they're like, mm, the book is edifying. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I want to be entertained. Yeah. And, like, lots of these books are, yeah, like, not something that just everybody would read. Yeah. It's so. like, you really should read the Iliad. I'm like, yeah, I probably will at some point, but that doesn't mean I want to read it now. I will not be reading that one. Mm, I think it'll be interesting. Just, just going to say. So anyway, there is also some controversy surrounding this book. So I don't know if you would call Ooh. this a fun fact, but a fact nonetheless. Gossip. Um, the controversy has to do with white women writing non-white lead characters. So white authors who center stories around Hispanic and Latina characters tend to get higher paychecks and more marketing dollars compared to Hispanic and Latina authors who write authentic stories about their communities and cultures, which 
I found was really interesting. And that's from shelit.com. I mean, I think like with all these conversations, we're not qualified in any way. No. And neither of us can say we've actually had proper experience to pass any kind of commentary on this. But I want everybody to get paid the same amount because yeah, Frank with definitely. the fact that they don't is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Not only but, paychecks, but also marketing. Yeah. Like that to me seems wild. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't want to write from another culture's perspective personally. I don't know that I'd even want to write from another gender's perspective. Yeah. I think that would, <laughs> that's the thing that always gets me when men try and write women. I'm like, mm. yeah, that's the thing. Like James Patterson, especially when I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, James, well, have you met a woman? James Patterson is a special case. No, he is married. He and his wife have written books together for kids. I'm pretty sure. I just hate James Patterson. I know you do. <laughs> I think that's also been well established on this podcast. Oh, we're getting off track. Any final thoughts? Mm, I would 7 out of 10 recommend. I'm at a solid 5. <laughs> Read it. Don't don't care. <laughs> I feel like you're only supposed to say 10 out of 10 recommend, but... No, no, I think the... the can, I can make it anything out of 10. Any amount out of 10 is a rating system that's often quite handy. I almost prefer 10 rather than... I don't know. 10 is yep. better than 5? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But five is definitely better than three. Okay. Rated out of three. Great. You're giving me like, ambivalence, or hate. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've pretty much summarized this book. I honestly, yeah. I don't know. I might enjoy some of Taylor Jenkins' reads other stuff. I might feel like I need to start playing tennis. So there's also that. You sure you want to play tennis? I think we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So that's what we thought of the book. But those are just our opinions, of course. Uh, We'd like to hear yours, so leave us a comment. Thanks for joining us for Between the Lines. And thanks for editor Linda for making sense of our mess. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.